Ethos. Have you ever met someone so determined there was literally nothing you could do to deter them from their commitment? You're going to want to hear the story of my guest today. Eliza Mirren, or Za as she likes to be called, has run every single day for over 19 years, including on the days her children were born. It was just my mind was like, I'm going to do this. It might be ugly, but you know, I'm going to make it happen. So my first son was uh, a long labor of 40 hours. So it didn't necessarily go to plan, but I was still oh. able to get in the run. You ran in labor. As I was like pushing this baby, I remember looking at my watch thinking, okay, I guess I still have time to do this run. I'm Paul Goldsmith, a creative coach and entrepreneur, and you're listening to the Creative Coach Cast. Eliza Miran is a wellness coach, host of the Daily Run with Za, which is how I discovered her, and she's on a streak. How'd you get started? So circa 2002, so I was actually a junior in high school, just tired of sitting on the soccer bench and not playing. And I literally just earlier that spring woke up and decided to start running. And then I figured, well, I might as well join the cross country team. We went through the season. And by the time, you know, October hit, we had our last meet. So I looked back and I realized, oh, it's been, you know, over almost two months and I haven't missed a day of running. So I decided to train the rest of the year. So, okay. So that year came around and I'm like, oh yeah, now that's such a part of my life, you know, why am I going to stop? And that's kind of how it all began and ran through college and marathons after that. You were in the Midwest. You grew up in the Midwest. That's where you live in Indiana. It gets really cold there. What do you do in the extreme weather? Where do you find that motivation to just get up and go? You know, early on, the first probably like three or four months was the most difficult as far as finding that motivation. But I think over time, like that motivation turns into a discipline. I've talked to many other streak runners and it's not, we're not super motivated every single day. Having like a goal in mind is motivating because you want to get from A to B. And how do you do that? You want to continue running and putting in the training. The daily run is part of your life. It's just a discipline. It's kind of like brushing your teeth part of your day and part of your life. You mentioned being on a streak. What constitutes a streak? Back in 1999 or early 2000s, there, this run streak registry was formulated as a nonprofit. And at that time it was called the run streak association. And now in 2009, it became international. So it's now it's called the streak runners international. So runeveryday.com is the official list of all streak runners from throughout the world. And they came up with the definition of a run streak to be you run at least every single calendar day for 365 days. That's incredible. And you're a mom. So how does that work? You had kids. You even ran on the day you had your kids? Correct. Yes. Okay. That's amazing. I mean, I can imagine other women listening to this that say, you're crazy, <laughs> but yeah. obviously you've made a commitment and you're just not stopping. I'm just like, well, I'll just take it day by day, you know, not necessarily see what happens because, or not necessarily being hopeful. It was just, my mind was like, I'm going to do this. It might be ugly, but you know, I'm going to make it happen. So my first son was uh, a long labor of 40 hours. So it, didn't necessarily go to plan, but I was still able oh. to get in the run. So <laughs> you ran in labor as I was like pushing this baby. I remember looking at my watch thinking, okay, I, I guess I still have time to do this run. Uh -huh. Well, so, uh, it might be ugly, but it's going to get done. You should put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. That's great. 
If somebody's listening to this and they've never run or it's been a while and the idea of running a mile just seems out of the realm of possibility, what do you say to them? Yeah, so the Run Streak Association says a run counts as a streak, but you know, I have my website Daily Run with Za where I'm compiling a list of streakers where I include walking. So I think it's you can still create your own streak and in- incorporate walking. You know, I think it's just as good as a daily run to get out for at least one mile walk. But if you're working up to running full mile, you could start run one minute, walk one minute, run one minute, and kind of like make those intervals until maybe you're able to like build into like a full run, a full mile and feel comfortable. And then once again, it's like, this isn't like a 5k, 10k half marathon training thing. It's just about creating that discipline and that ritual of getting outside or, or wherever and taking that time to connect with yourself and get away from a situation or, you know, there's a lot of mental benefits that come with it. So it's not like you really need to be able to run a 5k, you know, like just get out and run one mile every single day. And, you know, there's your streak. doesn't have to be anything fancy or over the top. I love that. I mean, we've all been through this pandemic and there's lots of debates about vaccines and mask and no mask and all of that. But what I don't hear talked about a lot is actually getting healthy, right? And and staying healthy and kind of preventing catching all kinds of viruses and illnesses. And it, it sounds like you're very wellness-minded. Obviously, you're a wellness coach. It started with the running, but it goes beyond that. And so what, what have been some secondary benefits other than you obviously setting a goal and a commitment to do this every day, but health-wise, that must have immense benefits. There's a lot you could discuss, you know, just mindset. The fact like it's raining outside. Oh, I guess I'm going to stay in and yeah. eat pop and watch Netflix. So it's like, oh, I'm recognizing that thought pattern and that conditioned response that maybe I've created over some time for whatever reason. The source isn't really, doesn't really matter. But it's like, oh, like, but maybe I can actually get outside and run in the rain. And then it's like, you kind of create kind of more of a resilience to life. You know, so for example, I've been, I've put myself through a lot of hard training and marathons running up to like 90 miles a week, just kind of being, you know, maybe a little too intense about it. But I just wanted to see how capable I was or how far I could push my body really. And I think it's not just a physical result. I think a lot of mental strength has come from that. So it's like, you know, those harder days that I've had to run through, whether it's injury or inconvenience or travel or pregnancy, birth, whatever. It's like sometimes there's obstacles that come in front of us in this life. And it's a matter of, okay, do we get through these obstacles? Are we going to run away with our tail between our legs? Where there's a will, there's a way. Also, I've heard the phrase, do you ever not get tired? Of course you get tired. It's just you persevere. So on those longer runs, on those weeks, what is the mindset that you go through? I mean, you're committed to doing it, but how do you power through? Just a matter of doing it and not caring about the numbers. You know, if I'm like used to running a nine minute pace, actually, I think it was this morning that I glanced at my pace. I'm like, oh, wow, my first mile was 10 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Like for me, that's like slow. But instead of thinking like, kind of having the ego attached to that and be like, oh, this, this number makes me feel a certain way. It's just like, well, this is how I feel today. And this is how I'm going to run. So it's, you know, not attaching to like the numbers or the result and just getting out and doing the run. That is surprising and impressive hearing. It sounds like you're a very competitive person and you like a challenge, but you're able to detach from your ego and you don't get hard on yourself when it's a slower pace. 
I'm not an exceptionally fast runner. And so when I look at my pace, I am frustrated when it's not what I wanted it to be. So I really appreciate that, that somebody that does this every single day for, for 19 years, you're able to kind of accept it for what it is, but you're just committed to doing it for the long haul and not giving up. Yeah. And I've also learned the hard way, you know, in my competitive, like that first decade, very competitive, hard of myself, easily discouraged and learning that hard way of basing my self-worth on a marathon time. At some point I had a revelation that it's not about the competition or the numbers or the achievements. It's basically that inner joy that running brings to me. I ran the Boston Marathon in 2009, not my cup of tea. (laughs) People screaming at you for 26 miles, running elbow to elbow, like running over cups. You know, I just felt like it's an inexperience, but I just appreciate the run for the run and the, the ability to be in the mind and not have people screaming at you in crowds. And My first marathon was the Chicago marathon and I didn't know any different, but I really did appreciate, you know, the cheering <laughs> because yeah. I thought, you know, it was encouraging to me that was a major accomplishment in my life. And then I stopped running the day after (laughs) I ran the marathon, but you you know, day after you run a marathon, you're back at it. Is there a particular tracker that you like to use to keep track of your, your miles? Yeah. So back in 2002, I created this spreadsheet. (laughs) So I literally have, I think I'm almost at like 250 pages of this Excel document where I track the minutes, the miles, and this is all handwritten. When I was training, I'd, I was living in Indiana. Well, we had country roads. So every like stop sign to stop sign was one mile. Hmm. So I'd go out six stop signs and come back 12 miles. Or You already had the I, distance measured, right? I've never really used like a, a GPS, but just it was actually quarantine time. March 2020 is when I started using that Strava app. It was kind of also a transition in my run streak to begin sharing my daily run because for 17 years, I... I didn't really actually tell anybody because I wanted to kind of create, compile this video of a clip of myself running every day. Like just for myself, I wanted to like look back on that year and remember that day, not just like the run, but maybe the rest of the day. So I was just kind of creating these little clips of myself. And then, you know, my friend from high school was like, oh, I see you. You're still into running. I'm like, yeah, I haven't missed a day in 17 years. And he's like, what? <laughs> so it's like, nobody really knew this about me. And I kind of just used this past, it's only been a year experiment of you know, what would happen if I share my story about like running every day and not like necessarily I use Strava for that reason, but I, I thought it was fun connecting with other people. I mean, there's been a lot of positivity that have come from me sharing my story. Have you inspired others to run since you've been sharing it online? And, you know, I'd love to know if you have some great stories of of people that saw your run streak and were motivated to do it themselves. We have a friend, he's nicknamed the Raven, Bob Crafts, who lives down in South Beach. And he's running on South Beach every single day for over 45 years. And if you run with him, his eight mile route, you get a nickname. And my nickname was Trendsetter because I've not necessarily forced, (laughs) but we did force my brother to do it. And my dad has a run streak, a few friends. And now that I'm sharing it on Instagram, it's people have reached out to me and say, oh, I'm on my 23rd day. Another friend never even told me that she's doing a run streak and she just said, Oh, I'm, I'm almost, you know, three months away from my year. So I think wow. it's, it's kind of cool when people just kind of secretly start a streak. And then later I hear about it. If anybody would ask me, should they start a run streak? I'd probably give them the, do, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> I don't want to be the one telling some 
somebody to do it. I'd rather have that person find that passion within themselves to, to want to do this challenge, not as like a chore, but I mean, I do suggest, I think it can benefit anybody's life, but it's a matter of making that choice for yourself. (laughs) I'm curious. Somebody just turned me on to this book and wondered if you had read it, Born to Run. It's incredible. I just started reading it about this tribe of runners in Mexico and they gave them running shoes and it slowed them down. It didn't work for them. And so I was just curious if your take on that and if you have a particular favorite shoe that you use when you run. It might've been 2009 or 2010. I read that because I was working at a running store, you know, selling running shoes. And it helped me also. And I was also friends with somebody that kind of trained, not necessarily as an athlete, but trained as a coach and learned from Alberto Salazar, who's one of the the big Nike coaches. And his training can be a little skeptical just because of the high mileage. And I based a lot of my training on that. However, kind of like the philosophy is, you know, more shoe is, is heavier and not as efficient. So it's hard to tell somebody that, that you don't want support. I'm a, I'm a big believer in like a neutral shoe. If you have a specialty running store, get your uh, gait analyzed. I know they have machines these days, but back in the day where I used to work there, you know, we'd watch people walk and see how their foot moved. And I think for the most part, if you're only doing a mile a day, you still want to spend the money on a good pair of shoes, but I don't think you need the overly cushioned, you know, I feel like the foot needs to still do some work. On the other side, barefoot running, we used to do that in college and I developed plantar fasciitis. So it's like finding that middle way. You don't want like a super supportive shoe. You don't want to run barefoot. Finding that middle way of like a neutral shoe. This has been very insightful. I've really enjoyed this conversation because not everybody is born to run, has a desire to run, and that's okay. This is definitely an analogy for life in, in other regards. It's find something that you can commit to and make the commitment because you're not always going to want to do it. It's going to be hard on some days. And so you've just made that commitment and made it a part of your lifestyle. And it's, it's serving you in numerous capacities. And then also find that accountability, right? You found that support from your dad and other runners and a coach, and, and now you're sharing that online. And so I want to encourage listeners to definitely check out your website and your Instagram. Where can they find you online? Yeah. So daily run with ZA. So that's the Instagram, the website, daily run with ZA.com. There's like a plethora of information out there. It's so distracting and confusing because there's just so much paralysis by analysis and easiest thing in the world. It's free to go out for a run. You don't have to sign up for a gym membership or, you know, buy the expensive equipment. I love that running is something everyone can do and, and there's great benefit in that. So Thank you. Hopefully we've inspired a few others to get up and go. And this podcast is all about creativity and I believe go out for a run, clear your head has great creative benefits. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's show, I would love to hear from you. Reach out on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at Paul J Goldsmith, or you can send me a text to 559-574-3210. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.